Hey, welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth. This episode is Driver's Ed. In high school, we used to call it Driver's Education or Driver's Ed for short. And you took Driver's Ed for a semester, for half a year, and then you took what was called Behind the Wheel. Once you turned, I think it was 16 or 16 and a half at the time. And in New Jersey at that time, you had a permit at 16 and a half, meaning you had to have an adult in the car. And at 17, you had your license, something like that. My very first date with my current wife, with my first wife, uh, was the first day I had my license. I was 17, had my license for the first time, took my father's car, and here we are today. But driver's ed, the way I mean it, is about what's changing on the roads. At one time, truck drivers, these guys driving the 18-wheelers, used to be the most polite drivers on the road. They allowed you to pass. They signaled all the time. They were true, true professional drivers. But today, not so much. They plant themselves sometimes in the left lane and never leave it. They're not supposed to be in the left lane. It's illegal to be in the left lane unless they're passing very slow-moving traffic. But the reason they plant themselves in the left lane and on a multi-lane highway, never in the right lane, is that they don't want to keep shifting. They don't want to downshift and upshift because in the right lane are the on and off ramps. And as traffic enters the roadway or departs the roadway, they have to change their speed. They don't like shifting. It's a pain in the neck. And so they stay over in a faster lane and often in the left lane and just plant themselves there. It's very unfortunate. It's very dangerous because to pass them on a two-lane highway, you have to pass them around the right It's your only hope or you're stuck behind them forever, especially up a hill when they go down to about 35, 40 miles an hour. In Italy, by the way, where almost everything is two-lane, you don't have this problem because people keep right except to pass, which is the law in the U.S. too. They keep right except to pass. And when you come up behind them, they get the hell out of the way. If you flash your lights, they get out of the way. Bus drivers, too, used to be extraordinarily polite. You know, they wore a uniform, they had a hat. These were very polite people. Now, if you go to New York City under de Blasio, who is a disaster of a mayor, just a horrible, horrible mayor, these municipal buses block intersections. And in New York, when you block an intersection, you're holding up traffic for blocks and you're holding up people for 15, 20 minutes at a time because of the light system. But a municipal bus will pull into the intersection instead of waiting for the next light to pass through and just hold traffic up because you can't get around it. I took a picture of a bus driver in New York the other day, posted it on Facebook. He was with a bus firm called Academy Bus, and he was actually reading from a clipboard while he drove. In New York traffic, mind you. In the United States, we clog the high-speed lanes. You blink your lights, people give you the finger. Now, why is this? It's not like you're even honking your horn. You blink your lights, which is the classic, classic sign that you'd like to pass someone And people get upset. You know why? One reason is macho. Men and women both. Macho, macha, I don't know. But they don't want to move because they feel it demeans them. These are terribly insecure people. These are the people who sit down with their feet sticking out from the bench and won't move their feet as you walk by. They're macho over petty things because on major things, they're losers. So they give you the finger when you just flash your lights and you want to pass them. They're insecure. And some of them are just dumb. They don't know. It's like they just landed here from some strange place. And they don't know to get out of the left lane, or they don't even know somebody's behind them. I've seen people tailgate at five, six feet behind someone's bumper at 60, 65 miles an hour, and they're both crazy because the person in front doesn't know they're there, never uses a mirror. By the way, by way of digression here, 
The rule basically is that for every 10 miles of speed, you need to leave a car length. So if you're traveling at 70 miles an hour, you should leave seven car lengths between you and the car in front. That's not an arbitrary government figure. That's based on human reflexes. And that means that you need time to hit your brake and stop the car. When you're six feet behind somebody at speed, I don't care if you have the reflexes of secretariat. You are not going to be able to stop your car in time. You will crash. Even if you're two car lengths behind, you will crash. And so it's not about reflexes, it's about safety. And being in in someone's trunk doesn't do anything except prove that you're stupid. George Carlin had this great line, you know, the, the fabulous comedian. He said, you know, the guy in front of me is a real moron. He won't get out of the way. And look at the idiot behind me tailgating me. Just a fabulous line. And then you have the weavers. You know, I don't mean the old folk singers, for those of you who remember the weavers. But the weavers are the people who weave in and out of traffic without regard to whether it makes any sense. And so you have people who are behind you and they pull into the right lane because there's a space, but there's no way to get back into the left lane. They wind up behind you again. They just keep changing lanes. Doesn't do a damn thing except make things a little bit more dangerous for everyone. But they think somehow changing lanes will help them. But I'd love to play chess with these people because the game would be over in about nine seconds. They can't think two moves ahead. That's just being stupid. You have the bikers, by the way, riding between lanes. Now, I understand this is legal in nutty places like California. But let me tell you something. When you have people on motorcycles and motor scooters going between lanes, that is on the white line, between two lanes of cars, in New York or Texas or California or these states with heavy traffic, it's insanity. They're, they're just missing side view mirrors. There's about a, a foot of clearance when they're lucky. And it's crazy. And some of them go quite fast. And I'll tell you something. I'm waiting for someone to open their car door and someone to ride smack into it. It's the most dangerous thing I've ever seen. And I can't believe it's actually legal in places. Then you have bicyclists. Bicycle riders who disobey traffic laws. I have found that people riding bikes are among the most arrogant, insecure people in the world. These people overcompensate. Maybe they wish they had a motorcycle. Maybe they wish they could afford a car. I don't know. But they overcompensate. When we were in Forte de Mame in Italy, which is the Italian Riviera, you would have a dozen or 20 bicyclists moving down the street, and they would spread out and not move over. No bike lane. They would just spread out and not move over tough. Just because you were driving a car, you didn't have the right of way. And of course, they all had this spandex stuff on and these helmets and the stuff on their bikes. I mean, it's a cult. You know, they're drinking Kool-Aid. There are guys locally here in East Greenwich, Rhode Island, who will complain. You know, I have three convertibles, so people can talk to me quite readily in good weather. And they will complain when they feel they don't have enough room. You don't have enough room over here. It's a big car out of the way. Yet they will go through stop signs. They will go through red lights. I've started yelling at them. And I'll tell you something. You don't want to take too much guff and get upset about it when you got a guy driving a two and a half ton Bentley telling you to get the hell out of the way. But they go through stop signs. They go through red lights. They maneuver between cars. If you think you're treated poorly on the road, then obey the damn road laws. Texting is really stupid. Let's face it. You know, it's just dumb to text. By the way, yesterday I saw a woman 
holding a piece of paper in front of her while she drove. And my wife and I guessed that she had a map of some kind and was looking at directions, holding it in front of her face when she drove. And as we slowed for a light, I honked at her and pointed to her. And she said to me, what? <laughs> There's a person who should never have a license. So texting's dumb. But tell me something. Why is a hands-free phone any more dangerous or not dangerous than talking to passengers? In other words, some people say, some of these authorities they quote, God knows who they are, that a hands-free phone is just as dangerous as a handheld phone because your attention's diverted. So you're talking into your console, but your attention's diverted. But if you have a passenger, it's the same act. So what next? You don't have passengers in cars? I mean, where is the madness stop? I repeat, though, texting is dumb. Statistics are that most DUI accidents are caused by repeat offenders. And they are people without a license, often, without registration, often, without insurance, often. But we don't put them in jail and keep them off the roads. And since we keep releasing them, they keep doing the same thing, drinking irresponsibly and driving irresponsibly. And so the thought of speed traps and road traps and random checks and arresting people who have had two glasses of wine, depending upon their weight and their metabolism and so forth, is stupid because these are not the people who are causing road deaths. The people causing road deaths are largely recidivists. They are people who do it continually. You want to send me letters, feel free. Send them to complaints.com. Now, I've seen women putting on eye makeup in their cars. I don't know how they've avoided poking their eye out, but I've seen it. I've seen men reading the newspaper in their cars, and I've seen men with electric shavers in their cars. I saw one guy looking through his mail in the car. I was driving behind him in our SUV, and I could look down through his rear window, and there he was going through his mail as he drove, ripping it open and reading it as he drove. Driverless cars, of course, seem safe, don't they? But you really can't beat human judgment. If judgment's good, that's what I want in the car. I trust professional drivers. I take limos all the time. I don't like driverless cars. I wouldn't get in a driverless car. The problem is, there are too many people on the road who don't have judgment. They have ego, but no judgment. They think they're macho, but no judgment. And that's a problem for all of us as the roads get more and more crowded. I don't know. Maybe we need some kind of IQ test for driving. That sounds strange, but that's the uncomfortable truth. Thank you.